0: What up, me? Hint? This is your boy Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders podcast. Yep, today we're talking indie comics, more indie comics, go indie. Where pop? That's what I love. We have an amazing creator today from Part Time Comics. That's right. For me, got some dope stuff, man. I just read this one, yo. Oh my god, it, it's it's heavy metal. It's music related. The art is fire. I read 11 pages. He teased me too, folks. I can't wait to get into it. Let me introduce the one the only, the future star
1: john what's off it's poppy kiddo
0: how you doing oh wow
1: what an introduction i i don't know if i can top that please uh if you want to travel with me and be my hype man you know <laughs> send you an offer <laughs> hey, i'll
0: I wear the big clocking off for you don't you worry kiddo awesome yo kid thank you again for taking some time out your day to chit chat with us you know and, and let us know about this awesome world that you're creating here you know in part-time comics you know drumsticks doom and all this goodness But if you watched the show before, I need them origin stories, John. I need to know where them roots is at, kiddo. So talk about where where you from originally, where you grew up.
1: Well, I grew up, and I'm still in the Chicago-ish area. You know, those of us near a major city. High town. Yeah, we we always claim the major city, even though I've been about 45 minutes outside of Chicago most of my life. Uh, All my life, really. Uh, So I'm an Illinois boy born and raised. Uh, Okay. My my comic origin story is I I was lucky enough to have an amazing grandmother who – worked grandma grandma worked near a comic shop she had a cleaning company and uh she would take us there every once in a while and that's kind of where where i started Uh, down this path
0: salute (laughs) to grandma i think you're the first one that has said it was grandma that 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 kind of put me (laughs) on love it that's fantastic so what were the first things that that your eyes kind of geared to when grandma was taking you
1: I'm not 100% sure, but I'm like 99% sure. I, I The first comic I remember was Amazing Spider-Man 332, where oh, Venom's wow. jumping at the cover, you know, with the Leaning Back Spider-Man, Eric Larson cover, and I was just hooked Oof. from then on out. Uh, Ooh, I, I'm nice. pretty sure it was my first or second trip, and that's the one I always remember. I still have the copy here. Wow. Uh, it, You're it making a me feel old.
0: I was a teenager when that came out, so <laughs> damn. You were saying you were a little kid, grandma taking. Oh, damn.
1: Oh, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. All right, so – did you have uh? I guess you have siblings. You said it would take us.
1: Yeah, it was really me and my brother. He's about okay. uh, about a year older than me. We're Irish twins, so he uh, he was into <laughs> he was into X Men. He was into uh, uh that universe. I I, I took Spider Man, and then we were right around the boom of the uh, of Image. So he took Spawn and Savage Dragon. I had Max and Pitt, and you know oh, uh, yeah, we kind of divided them up. So you know for my formative years me and my brother were, were pretty big into it we were able to share books and oh uh, cool
0: know. i'm a big yeah. spawn guy to this day brother Don't you, yeah, bro, that's my joint so outside of your brother did you find a tribe you know or were you could or is that you know too geeky for people still
1: yeah you know i think at that time um you know not a lot of my friends were into it i was fortunate enough as i got older into high school i found a few real close friends who were into it most of my friends were casual you know they would read batman or at least something um I remember uh, when we were younger. But, yeah, it was re- it was really me and my brother for most most of those Absolutely. years. Uh, my sister got into it a little bit, but not so much. She's a little bit older than us. But it, it wasn't really – I did not really find my tribe until after high school, early 20s. I All found right. these amazing, uh, you know, to make myself feel old. You know, message board communities were big oh, you know, 20, <laughs> 25 years ago. And I was so fortunate to find, you know, so many like-minded people that, that really – then I really started getting into the hobby. I started getting away from just reading Marvel, and and again I I, I dabbled in the Image, but I really found this this huge world of comics thanks to all these amazing amazing uh, people I found through through like we met uh, on the internet.
0: <laughs> Isn't that wonderful, the internet? And uh, as a kid, did they ever take you to a con as a kid? As your interest grew, or was that something you did later on?
1: No, that that is something I should mention. My mother, uh, you know, knew we were into comics. She really nurtured it as well.
0: She took me to our first.
1: Mama, mom took us to Wizard World. I want to say ninety four. I was oh, probably cool. twelve or thirteen, maybe even a little younger. It was one of the first, and I remember my my sole mission at that at that convention when I, I she told me we were going to this convention where they have a bunch of comics. Find Amazing Spider Man three hundred, and again I still have it to this day. I saved up my thirty dollars. I found it that the first vendor I went to, thirty dollars. I said, "I'll, I, you know, I was." I'm, I'm taking like, it. Whatever. Yeah, I don't give say, Give me. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember that that excitement that I found the comic that they didn't have at the shop, which was my favorite character, Venom. And uh, oh, you know, man. my mom took me a couple other times. We got some autographs. I still remember getting um, Todd McFarlane's autograph, Mark Bagley. Um, yeah, she she took us several times before we were, you know, thirteen or fourteen, and and, and then you kind of go through that phase where you're like, you know, oh, I, I like. You know, I'm chasing yeah. girls or boys, whatever you're into. Um, <laughs> and uh, you kind of get away from comics for a little bit. Uh, but yeah, she, mom yeah. was a big part of that too.
0: The skip year, that you know, those as you become old, older, you realize, damn, those are the years that I, now I gotta fill holes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for sure. Damn it, dating. <laughs> all right. <It's> the worst.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. You know. So, all right. So, you know, here you are. You meet in your tribe, building a tribe. You know, the, the boards and all. You're going to cons. You're doing your thing. When the when did the, the uh, bite come that creative spark happened when you said, "Ah, I want to maybe do something."
1: Well, and we may get into this as we talk about the the book you were you were alluding to earlier. Really, the spark for me came in music. Oh, um, okay. I was in band since I was you know fourteen or fifteen, even if it was just hey. playing in the basement. You know, uh, what type and, of music and, uh, heavy metal, mostly. of course, of course, uh, yeah, heavy yeah. metal, hardcore, <laughs> alternative, whatever you want to call it. Um, we were definitely into that. Um, so I was in a band, you know, most of my most of my life uh okay. it really it wasn't until i started to transition out of being in a band i said well you know i'm meeting all these great people online who make comics i i made music i also did some like internet comedy stuff with friends and stuff like okay. that uh so i i, I enjoyed creating- and you, you've written music right yeah oh yeah okay there uh, you
0: go shit i mean that's creativity right there hell yeah you know uh, songwriters musicians are storytellers themselves so i i would think it, it is an easy transition
1: and and I don't think it was ever a conscious thing. Like I, I wasn't. I, I know people tell me, oh, when I was ten years old, I always wanted to write and draw a comic. I, I never I never really felt like that. That was kind of my brother. He was the artist. He always he would get these blank books and, and make his own comics. I just enjoyed the hobby. It wasn't until again I I kind of don't think I consciously thought of it, but it kind of filled a creative void. I could tell I was starting. You know, I had a family. I was starting to have children, and I still wanted to be creative. And yeah. you know, you've mentioned the word several times that tribe. I wanted to do things with my friends, make these cool things, you know, go to conventions, talk to people. And I said, you know what, I'm part of these, you know, communities online and and they have some amazing creators. Well, you know, maybe I'll give it a try. And thankfully I put myself out there and and somebody I still work with to this day, uh, Bob Gar Garnellis, he he answered one of my message uh, board posts and he said, yeah, let's create a comic together. And
0: he and I have been doing it for
1: 12 years since.
0: Whoa, nice, nice. So what was that learning curve like for you? You know, not you know, in that transition to learn how to create a comic. Because being a reader is one thing. Now you're gonna step into the world, baby. I mean, what was that like for you?
1: Yeah, it's it's harder than people think. Um, If you've never given it a try, I mean, just comic pacing in general is very hard. You don't have you know an unlimited amount of time to put uh, words on the panel. You have to be concise. Uh, That was hard for me. Uh, I, I my first couple stories, I'll be honest, were were they did not have a real definitive flow. I thought oh, you know, the artist can pump out, you know, a page a day and we'll be, you know, we'll be putting out, you know, hundreds of pages a year and this story can just go wherever it wants. And then (laughs) he kind of reined me in and said, well, you know, I'm more like a page a week person. And, you know, if you want this story to be 100 pages, it's going to take about three years. So
0: Let me check you real quick, homie. Let me
1: (laughs) check you real
0: quick, homie. Slow down. Slow your roll.
1: Exactly. And you need to find those people that will check you and kind of put you in your place and say, you know, think about this a little bit before you kind of, I don't want to say waste my time, but, you spend we spend too much time uh, meandering around and not getting to the point of what we want to do
0: yeah and you got to get to the point of creation you know I want I, I, I want I'm gonna bring this up on screen too. I'll show just uh, from that p- preview because I want everybody to see all of it I'm only gonna stop but I think the fifth page so you're gonna have to look at the rest all right teasers we tease this here we're just we're dressed and we don't have stripper poses, pose but yet we still tease look at us so let me Bro, well, and and talk about the, the seeds of this because I, I enjoy enjoyed the hell out of this uh, this eleven page preview. You're killing me! I and I, I need more, immediately. Um, <laughs> and the art is like fire. So talk to me about the seeds of this this particular story.
1: Well, the seeds of this story started about seven or eight years ago. It's it's a story where I kind of just had an idea. Uh, young woman, you know, in her early twenties, not sure if she wants to make music or not. Um, That's kind of where I was in my life. You know, I I had people I was in bands with who really, they wanted that to be their life and I knew that I enjoyed it, but wasn't really ready to make that step. And that's when it started. But to be honest with you, when I sat in thought with that i said you know what i'm not the hernandez brothers i don't know if anybody's going to read my boring story about a girl hanging out or or, or man I, I don't think at the time I, I i knew who the character was yeah uh so you know i said well what does that world look like and it was a couple years later where i really said well i was listening to the band man of war and i was like these lyrics are so over the top what if there was a universe where this was real you know uh <laughs> you know people just live by the code of metal you know heavy metal uh, if you don't like heavy metal, you're, you are not my friend, you know, was <laughs> some of the lyrics. So
0: that that was where
1: it built. And then I said, oh, these two stories go together. I have this this young person who doesn't know where they want to be in music, and they're in a world where they really have to make this type of music only. And I kind of sat on it for a while until I really found an artist who I, I thought, you know, he, he, you mentioned already, Dan Doherty is amazing. Not only is he an amazing Let, artist. Yeah. Let,
0: look at that cover. God damn. <laughs> colors design i mean yo this is heavy metal album artwork right here son
1: and that's the amazing maria wolf who that's worked for, oh. for marvel she oh my did an God. amazing cover oh this
0: look <laughs> at this no this is fire right well you have don't worry we're gonna see the interiors because the interior is well, you really caught me because black and white yes Right. boom oh look at that yes. line work baby
1: and, and of course, no no disrespect to Maria. Her cover is amazing. But, yes, you see why I recruited yes. Dan. Dan is also a musician. He's a full-time artist, part-time oh, he is? musician. Oh. Uh, so he was somebody I've been friends with for a while, and I really wanted to work on, with somebody who understood music, who who'd played, who who'd kind of – and Dan and I did a story. He contributed a story to an anthology we did about 10 years ago called Banthology, which was all –
0: Banthology. Oh, cool. My daughter would love it because she, she's a heavy metal freak, son.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, we, we had some – again, I met all these awesome people who were also in bands and creating comics, and I said, let's create an anthology. Right. Dan submitted a story which was which yeah. was about – he played a really good live gig, and, and just it was called The Beast in Me, where he just kind of always had that, that, that mm. fire in him. He wanted to replicate that, and he was never really able to get there musically. And mm. that just really hit me, and I said, oh, Dan mm. is the one for this story. Like, he understands that drive that you can't explain to other people when you play live music um and and of course he's he's an exceptional artist and i said i finally got up the courage to say dan you have time in your schedule to do, i mean look at the nice. guitars like i told I, yeah bro this is so <laughs> sick
0: this is just so 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 absolutely sick and and if, whether you believe it or not my daughter has this style guitar upstairs but we got to fix the the uh joint it, it oh, got no. bent on heat man we got so fucking mad gotta oh, replace no. that shit yeah.
1: yeah, you got to fix – you got to have a flying V if you're going to play metal guitar. Yo, so, <laughs> yo, yeah, and
0: Gorgeous, yo. I got that shit on a sweet deal when I bought it, too.
1: And and I told Dan – Dan, uh, just to be honest with you, Dan Dan is uh, – I would describe his music as is more pop or independent. But when I told him, hey, this is a heavy metal world, guitars got to be real jagged, you got to have B.C. Rich Jackson guitars, mm. and he, he said, say no more. And now when I first saw this, I'm like, we're going to do a whole – comic just about the music shop so i can just make you draw all the right <laughs> he's like no please I, don't do that <laughs>
0: i want to meet him because look at him he looks like v for, for vendetta
1: <laughs> i mean
0: look at him i, <laughs> I want to know and he's like what you need in the heavy metal you and your kids I i'm glad this. you
1: picked that up because I, I didn't yeah. I didn't think people would understand in print that I was trying to do a bad Italian accent. Oh no, <laughs> bro, I, I,
0: I'm from Brooklyn, so, bro, I, I, come on, man. I, I, I mean, I said, damn, you sound like homie from the pizza shot that I used to, you know, after we got out the club. I kid you not, homie, we used to be like, how many a slice are you a one, two or three? I don't know, what a homie, me me get two. Go, oh, two it uh, is. And then he just throw it in. by swear, <laughs> this, this is energy at night. It was hilarious. And if you go in there kind of, screwball because you had a you know a few drinks it's like whoa am i in like uh <laughs> wario world
1: or some shit you know exactly wario, Mario mario
0: my god this is the whole shit here why black and white too i mean was that a, a decision from you your boy together because i i love it this is my joint I, I fell in love with this book immediately
1: well and i'm so glad to hear that because that that especially in indie comics it, it, it could be a tough decision you know Dan and I went back and forth. He had a colorist in mind. He said, if we're going to color it, you know, this is who I want to use. And But when I saw his art, and I just felt like a heavy metal story fits with black and white art. Oh, yes. And Dan doesn't doesn't do a lot of his art. He did a, a series called Bob Howard Plumber of the Unknown, which was very supernatural. And was <laughs> black Plumber and white. of
0: the Unknown. <laughs> I love he it.
1: Did, and that, that story I mentioned in anthology was also black and white. So I, I just, I picture Dan's art in just this striking black and white. And again, mm. I think it fits in like a, you know, an old-school heavy metal type story. So we decided, you know, we talked about it together. He said, yeah, I mean, it's your story. Uh, if See, you don't want to have it colored, you yeah. so know, put you're, it out you're,
0: you're not messing around because, come on, you're telling me a diner called Death Lunch, I'd be terrified. <laughs> i like, wait a minute, what you mean? It's like it's like working-style servings over you, yeah. my last meal. Then you got satanic churches and all, I mean, metal to the core. And please tell me, that's not, is that a real demon or that's just a helmet, homie, homie, wearing.
1: Well... Your readers, you'll have to read on. But, oh, uh,
0: what know. a tease! You see, folks, we tease without a pole, baby. <laughs> and I, I think uh, I'll show one more thing because look at this beautiful work. So explain to me because there it goes. Are you a Slipknot fan? Because they go, sorry, I'm late, maggots. I'm like, oh shit! Wait a
1: minute. <laughs> and, and you know that's that's a term that's used by uh, a lot of real, you know death metal bands and things like that. I can't say that I I particularly thought of Slipknot, nope. but I've definitely. Have enjoyed and seen Slipknot several times, but I'm definitely yeah. of that era too, like '94, '95, '96 metal. You know, Sepultura. Uh, Oof,
0: yeah, uh, I saw them live. Yes, I seen them live too.
1: Oh yeah, so good. That, that's so definitely my, my my heyday when I was you know a teenager. in, in no, high I <laughs> saw her
0: late. I saw them later in life because my daughter went to see them. I said, "Damn, I can't let you go alone. You're small, son. I mean." so you know here's daddy being part of the wall enjoying the concept but watching this like seven foot motherfucker you know <laughs> doing his thing on the moss, and i like, can looking at me i'm like oh man like god all right baby if i disappear just you know try to move more closer to the front all <laughs> uh, right. i dig it uh, introduce to me the world here who are these people you know at the bottom i hear that are just jamming out right now
1: so you've got uh lana and her as of yet unnamed band here she's got you know george she's got
0: Jimmy, Who's George? That's George?
1: Uh, yep, George on guitar. We've got Jimmy on drums. Okay. And we got, we got Jeff on guitar here. He's kind of the the matriarch of the band. He's the one who, who writes the songs and really wants to break into music. And you see, you know, Dan captured this image perfectly. Um, you know, she has a different viewpoint of what music is about, right? She's having fun. She's having a good time. Uh, she's a little more laid back than her band. And uh, she's kind of thinking about it. We kind of well, see this, the season, you, this scene where uh, she she doesn't know if she wants to be in a metal band in a world of metal. Uh, so is that metal. how you
0: felt? Because how do you deal with something like that? Here you are, three guys trying to kick ass, and you have this one member <laughs> just nonchalant about shit. I mean, uh, being in bands before, did you ever deal with that type of stuff? And how did you how do you even deal with that
1: and Most work certainly. around it? I mean, most of the bands I've been in were with some very close friends, and I feel like okay. growing up together, we were very much on the same page. But I will, I will be honest, later, uh, again, I kind of got to that point where my goals were different than their goals. Um, okay. You know, they, they, um, we didn't necessarily always uh, evolve together as far as our musical styles. Um, and so I made the choice. To, you know what? I'm just going to play casually with friends on my own. If you guys want to go form another band, and that is a, that is a challenging experience. I mean, you go th- wow. you go to battle with these people. You know, yeah. month after month, you travel to shows, you do, you do all. And I, I was never in you know signed to a label or did like a world tour or anything. But still, yeah. I You're feel like shit. yeah, man, it, it's it, it's tough to kind of get to that point to say this is um this is not going to be a huge part of my life anymore. And, and when other people wow. in your band are not at that same point, uh, it, it, it's a challenge.
0: Wow. I mean, but kudos on you just for just knowing where you want to go and, make, and taking those steps. That's being brave and, you know, just making decisions that people are so afraid of making nowadays. So, you know, kudos on you for making a decision and just sticking with what you do, kiddo. I
1: salute you, bro. <laughs> Thanks. And yeah, then again, real, you channel that energy into other things, and, and now I got the drum set back set up after a few years. I'm teaching my kids. So there's, hey. still, there's still music to be made. It just may not be uh, what it was when you were. Nah, no, but you're making a new type of music, bro.
0: You're making a new type of music. Now you, you're on the world of comics, kiddo. You're making, giving us some heavy metal through these pages, through these words, through this this wonderful art team and stuff. So talk, I got this 11 page preview, but folks, you're not going to see all of it here. <laughs> all right? Because if you want to go see that, I highly suggest you go right here to his link tree at Part Time Comics with an X. All right? And two T's in between, all right. Part time comics, and check it out. You get the full because I'm I'm done teasing you guys. That's it. We gotta keep talking about story, but I'm done teasing you guys. Or should I show one more? What, what do you think, John? Give him one more. I
1: really give like him one the more. Next page.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. When he said, so, "Oh, talking about being serious about your game," yeah. what what emotion translated in that one little panel right there? great job well done but even overall i mean look at this, the sweat beads and all everything
1: <laughs> yeah so talk, ab- just, talk about this Paige. well again this is kind of where our story kicks off right and then you know again al is is vip so he's seen a little bit more than this <laughs> uh that you'll see uh you know if you jump into the book but this is where it really steps off she has a disagreement with her longtime musician friend slash ex-partner which you find out on this on this page and then some real stuff kicks off in the next few pages uh where this is kind of the the again what i was kind of searching for like i said i kind of thought of the story and then once i kind of had the seeds of the first couple scenes this is where things change for her you know she can't be casual about anything in her life anymore so she has to make a decision uh it's time to grow up and how do i want to how do i want to make that happen
0: uh, and do things happen, boy? Does she got to grow up quick and make a choice? Because, like, holy shit, <laughs> the world is about to get totally insane. So, you know, what influences, you know, did you have for the story? You know, because, you know, there's so many things involved, I see. Layers, if you will. You know, well,
1: I, I'm a huge fan of comics like this. Uh, I, I don't know if I'll, I'll ever live up to something like Eleven Rockets, or there was a story by Tony Sandoval called Doom Boy, which was centered mm-hmm. around music. There's another or- one. Um, uh, uh scott pilgrim even they use music to great effect in that comic uh these just i just always love those kind of comics and again you know through bantology i tried to create that kind of vibe i gotta look that up Banthology. i just love the name <laughs> yeah no I'll, I'll definitely i'll send it over to you i'm very proud of it the work that so, the people did in in that book you could just it exudes again those who, who are musicians and you help put it together so, right? Yeah, I was the editor, but really it was kind of just – I found some like-minded people and said – Editor, look at you filling." A, wait a minute, thing. put on your other hat. There's so talk about them. that too, man. Yeah,
0: well, As an entrepreneur, don't we have to wear many? So talk about uh, – how was that too, you know, taking on an editorial challenge through an anthology? I, 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 I think that must be pretty crazy. Like, yo, you're tackling this huge project with so many people.
1: Yeah, and again, 10 or 12 years ago when I started, I, I – I didn't think – you know. I just thought I'd be putting out my own books. And then when I started finding these people, they were like, oh, I have these stories to tell. And, and I did a, – a, I've done, I think, 13 anthologies at this point. We have Whoa, one right, on Kickstarter right now. It, that's
0: a boss. Wait, <laughs> send me that Kickstarter link right now. Send me that Kickstarter link in our, in our private chat because now we got to show that. Up. Oh, there we go. He's so uh, – yep, yep, he's
1: so <laughs> fast, folks. He is the fastest, folks. I love – if, if, you, if you're thinking about getting into comics – do an anthology. I mean, learn a little bit about the craft first, because you want mm. you don't want to put out something. Um, I, I'll be honest. The first one I did for a message board group called uh, Eleven O'clock Comics. I did not know what I was doing. I didn't know Photoshop. I, I was I was thankful people helped me through it. But by the time <laughs> you're I like, God help me. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you take it on, you're like, it'll be easy. It's it's computer stuff. Uh, But, you know, knowing resolutions and and printing specs and stuff, it it does take – there's a learning curve to
0: it. That shit is key. Absolutely. So talk about it. Hey, look at this, folks. Look at this. Right now, live on Kickstarter, 79 backers, 25 Uh days to go, 2188, right, out of 3600. They're almost there already with 25 days to go. So please pull out your wallets immediately because you know this stuff is going to be fire. So talk to me about this anthology, a mini comics, double feature. Woo. Magic
1: and the first family of Springfield. Where What's going on here? <laughs> well, in, th- in this particular campaign, we're doing two books at once, which we don't always do, but just with the schedule, I felt like uh, shipping and stuff like that would be uh, expedited. But these are actually two franchises that I, again, I was mentioning with music, you find your tribe, you find those people who want to do what you want to do and. I found all these people who love The Simpsons and also love making comics, so we kind of took an off-brand of The Simpsons, and we're making comics based on the comics of Springfield. Um, oh,
0: look at this. I love that motherfucker trying to drink Duff <laughs> <laughs> or death. <Or> uh, <laughs> yeah, we're trying not
1: to get sued, so we're uh, – I you get know, you. Been... <laughs> Hey, the
0: comic shop. No. <laughs>
1: the Android's Dungeon has been, and that's kind of a, a tongue-in-cheek way because we're kind of stealing from them. Um, but yeah and then i'm also a huge fan of magic the gathering this is our second volume of our uh, magic the gathering anthology um again finally the, all these people who express themselves their love for the game through art whether it be cosplay whether it be uh alterations of magic cards whether it be comics and i said you know what let's get together let's make a book see what happens uh you know if, if watsi comes down you know wizards of the coast comes down and sues me you know what i'll take it off the shelves but for now you know i'm going to try to uh to, you know, show people, you know, through the comics medium how you can express your love for these different uh, these different franchises.
0: Yeah, I think that because I'm actually thinking of doing something like that via CC just to have fun. We have so many creative people on our team, so why not display their talent and so many people we've spoken to like, "Yo, you want to do something, why not?" I mean, I really want to do this for charity and all. You know what I mean? Do things for the right reasons.
1: Again, I think uh, one of the best things you can do is take on a project like that. You look at comics differently. You, you create relationships. I mean, not all of it's going to go smooth. Be prepared yeah. for that. But I, I've learned so much. Again, that's why I keep coming back to do it. Every time I think I'm done doing anthology, somebody comes up with a good idea, and I'm like, it's, you know what? Yeah. Oh, I can, man.
0: You're ah, like Pacino <laughs> and Godfather. This when I thought it was out. You keep pulling me back in, folks. Always. <laughs> yeah, and look at this. You know, I understand. (laughs) That's so dope, bro. I I, I dig it. Look at the contributions. So, you know, they're hitting you up. How do you even look over the stuff that you want to include?
1: Well, a lot of times for for my anthologies, I've never really done an open submission. That's something I may explore down the road. But really, I go to people and I say, you know what, I really want you to be in this book. Or sometimes they come to me and say, hey, I saw the first copy of on the stack can i be in the next one i say yeah well you know what's your history what do you do i try to kind of curate it in that regard so that it's people i know can be reliable you know can put out a quality product aren't gonna you know miss their deadlines um uh you know i try to work with teams and and people i want to work with a couple of my buddies who i've known for 25 years who i know are huge simpsons fans i said do you guys want to do a story in this you know i want to approach people that i i want to see their work out in the world um so, you know, a lot of it is I kind of cherry pick who okay, I want to who I want to be in the book uh, so that I know we'll be putting out it quality. But really, honestly, just like I was saying with Banthology, I don't I don't over edit. I mean, I give the specifications. You have six to eight pages because, you know, we can't can only print so yeah. much. Um, it needs to be black and white or color. Uh, it needs to be, uh, you know, this resolution so we can print it you know real well. But I don't I don't try to over edit. You put out your okay. story, we'll let the world tell tell if it's good because my opinion's gonna be different than others. As long as you're out. you know, I I've done some where they're just raw. You know, people just, you know, pencil on page, you know, uh we've got one in the on the stack book that, you know, just looks it you know, that art looks real immediate and real rugged and raw and that that's fine. I love comics like that, you know.
0: Yo, what Bloodzilla <laughs> Bloodzilla <laughs> I would have called him Weedzilla because that look like leaves <laughs> on his back, bro. I mean, right? He sets his fire. He actually gets the whole community high. Like, you want, you want Weedzilla? You want? See, Weedzilla you could have been in the book. <laughs> yeah, bro. We should do that. We should, we should, we, there you go. I'm giving away. And like, I, folks, make the book. All right. Just give all me right. credit. Weedzilla. He has, you know, a uh, weed breath that gets the community high and secondhand smoke.
1: Oh my God! The hero we all need, right? Right? It's, yeah. <laughs> and Bloodville is mentioned in one
0: singular <laughs> sentence
1: in the Simpsons episode, so of course we had to make uh, it into a funny. whole comic, you know?
0: <laughs> and then you got the Lachlore Legion. What the hell? Hi, <laughs> motherfucker got a paper bag and locks.
1: <laughs> They're actually made out of locks. Yeah, different types ah, of locks. <laughs> oh, shit. Too crazy. And what is this? oh that's, man that's dog kid and bone buddy again mentioned in the background of one single uh what, image on it episode. Wow, how much how much
0: attention you guys pay the simpsons like that oh, man. a lot
1: that's again like i was saying i had to get the hardcore fans like, if you want to do this you got to be study. real hardcore
0: <laughs> they study on this and i really, i really do dig that cover that goes on the stack dope 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 looking Ooh, what's this
1: Hey. Well, our, our first 99 backers of $15 or more uh, are going to get a free custom MTG token by my buddy John Terrell. Ooh. So, you know, we we try to when we do the campaigns, we don't just want it to be a straight up pre-order. We want them to be excited, get something extra for spreading nice. the word and helping us, you know, put out books. So I I did some custom tokens. I am no artist, but I did this art right here and uh, you know, I struggled <laughs> through it. But sometimes, as a writer, you need to do that so that you can empathize for your co-creators. So uh, I man, put let myself me go out through there. the
0: pain, damn it, while you're making me draw. <laughs>
1: yep, <laughs> Guys I in put, tears, I'm sorry, bro. I put myself out there this time. I don't always do that, but uh, good. Though. You know, I, I feel I feel pretty good about how it came out. I like again,
0: it. I like this one right here, grabbing a doing a man. That's what I feel <laughs> like doing after the podcast, to be honest. Now.
1: And these are uh, you know tokens that you can use in the game Magic the Gathering, so it's kind of a crossover thing. Ah, <laughs>
0: check out most, son.
1: <laughs>
0: Bro, I, I, that's so fucked up. He's just waiting for for a homie to die so he can step in on Mars. I mean, for sure, right? He, he's grimy,
1: son. He is. And then look at this, Tales of the Tree Man. Tales of the Tree Man. That's my uh, Simpsons ripoff slash Swamp Thing ripoff with Andy Vanderbilt. Oh, wow. uh, amazing art there. So we we did kind of a tribute to both in the book. So.
0: Oh, that's fire, yeah, man. I see the Tommy Trump right there. You know, additional tears. You know, child possession services. You mean I could get my kid, you know, possessed or or, or, or
1: be fixed of one? That yes, it's more like getting them fixed. <laughs> it's like a social worker for possessed children. Who are our- possessed? They possessed
0: enough. <laughs> right,
1: you gonna need to pull it out of. Uh, yeah, no, this is uh, that was our first book under. Uh, I actually worked with another company for about ten years, and, and, and you did okay. just launched uh, part-time comics about two years ago. So,
0: a so salute to you.
1: I'm kind of taking restarting step, over, man. you know. Yeah, but it's,
0: that, you know that's good. Good on you. Good old, for real. I mean, that's what you need to do as an entrepreneur. Look, you you you're taking the reins. Like this is your product. You believe in it, and well, watch out. I believe in it. I'm a part-time <laughs> fan already. Don't you worry. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Then you can understand. You know, you, depowered. What's depowered about?
1: Depowered is a group of superheroes that uh, had superpowers for about 10 years and then suddenly lost them and don't know how and this is kind of what they deal with afterwards oh, so it's, it's a little bit like um you know an ex-athlete or, or something uh trying to cope with life after uh you know superiority
0: <laughs> i think this is worse than even an athlete you know because oh, shit, yeah. i mean if you had the ability to fly now you can't like, yeah i was going to puerto rico every year now i can't bro i can't <laughs> even afford it my job don't pay
1: me enough son exactly yeah what do you oh, do after that right and right? in 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 our main character dax he goes to comic conventions you know, selling his, his books and things like that to try and make it oh, shit, tour over <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. it's certainly not like being a superhero so it's kind of like oh, a post powers thing and, and there you go you with
0: Trump that six. dope comic that
1: dope dope Ooh. comic
0: dope 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 comic for real i mean right there and, you, and how did you hook up with comics Wallspring?
1: well actually comics Wallspring is an amazing supporter of indies they actually uh, offer this to all the the website there at the bottom Nice. If you're doing a crowdfunding campaign, people, and you want to use Comics Wellspring, they already have good prices. I don't get paid for this, but they do for just for putting that banner on your uh, on your on your your campaign. You get fifteen percent off.
0: And for you, excellent, Yo, yeah. But helping creators make a buck, man.
1: And right. about and we're complexity. gonna use them anyway. They don't have to do that. Don't in that. But uh. hey, hey,
0: hey, <laughs> that's what it is. Hey, That's the truth. Look, ten dollars because you believe in it, right? He could pledge three bucks and get an on the digital. Five bucks up and go. So a one-shot issue of a comic tribute. The Springfield. Oh, the Springfield. Fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> I, I yeah, think you I, see, we're trying to I dance really really around some it.
1: of the copyright stuff. <laughs> yeah, bro. I,
0: I think I really want that one, though. Shit. You got me so intrigued with that cover alone. Who doesn't want to read about a dead astronaut in space trying to drink beer? I mean, come on. That was his last <laughs> wish. Give it to him. All right. Uh, <laughs> you got uh, M. Uh, colon the TGR tribute, right? You got double features. You got. Do te- you have retailer stacks too? We, we need do. to get a retailer. Oh wait, let let me get to that because I always love to sell to retailers. Because retailers, that that claim. There you go, yo. Retailers.
1: We actually also, have two tiers. You can get just the books in this campaign, or you can get all the books that we put out in the last two years. Because, you know, retailers are important. We don't have an yes. opportunity to have distribution. So when they come to a campaign, I want to give them something to take to their shops because that, that means a lot to us.
0: No, for 50, you get three copies, another copy, then another three copies. Holy smokes. I mean, for 50, there's no way you're not making any bread shop. You know, yeah. and support indie. Add this glorious books. To that indie shelf of yours please because <laughs> i mean half the store is taken up by marvel and dc stuff no hate on them i you know but damn it's like you know there's so many amazing people like yourself with these products you know retailers you know give them a chance you're gonna i think this book all oh, this and, and drumsticks and all shit, bro. people are gonna connect so much if you <laughs> yo yeah i gotta check it out for real i really love it and as a music fan too it's like I see, I see, I see. I can't wait till my daughter reads this. <laughs>
1: and I, I, I kind of struggle with that because there, there is a lot of great music themed uh, stories coming out. Um, but oh,
0: Z2 is smashing it right oh, now just, just with, with music theme comics. I mean, it, it's Daniel insane. Warren
1: Johnson had uh, that. Oh my Falcon. god, bro! Amazing. And that's
0: who Maria reminds me of, kind of oh, too. Oh yes.
1: Oh, and they're both from Chicago, by the way. Oh no, oh, I'm kinda, dance, hey. dance from Boston. All he right. lived in Chicago, temporary. I'm sorry, but they are oh, very similar. Oh,
0: oh, so, so you're trying to say he only <laughs> got that flavor when he was in Chicago.
1: He right. might have. He hey, might have. he <laughs>
0: got that song in Chicago. Don't fuck around, bro. But
1: all these great music-themed stories are coming out. It's kind of like you kind of hesitate. Like, what do I yeah. have to say that these amazing creators? But, you know, I have some, some very close friends who encouraged me. You know what? Tell your story. Get it out there. You your damn story bro. is going to be different than, than Daniel Warren Johnson or, or whoever's story uh and, and you know that's kind of i feel like we all, we need more there, if there's 100 music themed comics there needs to be 200 you know it, absolutely
0: it's, just, it's such I mean,
1: an unexplored genre it's hard to tell because you can't you can't have music in the music book you got to find ways to evoke well, there, the sound and people No there,
0: well uh, let me tell you there's been very creative indie creators that have actually created soundtracks behind their comic yeah So he's like, here, throw this on and just read the book while this is on.
1: I know. My buddy uh, Matt Knowles from Symmetry Creations, he does a a soundtrack. He's an amazing musician, amazing writer, and he does all the music. I I hope to get that someday with Drumsticks of Doom. I'm not quite the composer he is. But (laughs) we we did offer a soundtrack, which was just music that the creators had created in their their lives, like some of my old bands. Yeah. That was cool, but it's not necessarily a soundtrack to the book, which I hope to get to someday. Maybe when we do the trade, we can oh man
0: bro, please bring me some new <laughs> metal to my life i need it i need it but folks you see this project i need you all to go like asap to so the kickstarter part-time comics double feature i mean uh, yo up and let's i mean look at this coverage i mean and stories are going to be on this mother this is fire i'm so intrigued here especially that bro i mean i know that 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 is the most as holy comic book store owner <laughs> ever for but, sure. you know, it's it's still the shop, man. Don't mess up the shop, man. I would, I'd rather you beat him up than beat up the shop. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, <laughs> we, we
1: messed up the shop. We stole their ideas. Uh, Disney, uh, Fox, don't sue me. <laughs>
0: well, you know, what they need to do is hire you because they need this in order to help these brands elevate, all right? So they need you. Wow. So how, you, really you, are,
1: you really are a good hype man.
0: <laughs> Where if Disney? Let's get it. I'm not his agent, but if you want to slide me, sign, all right? All right. Now, for real, though, you got to check cut. out all things part-time comics right there, too, man. For real. You know, Linktree, folks. Linktree, part-time comics, two Ts, and the next. Uh, check that out. So, my brother, talk to me. You know, you got this project, you know, that's almost funded. I know they'll get funded in the next day because, you know, we got good people. Right? <laughs> Let's get it done, folks. Let's get it done. Um Voodoo Magic. I wish I had something spinning in the background to just hypnotize them. <laughs> uh, but for you, because this is quality. This is good stuff. So what do we what do we got in the future, brother? Is there any, so after this Kickstarter, uh, and, and the and the drumsticks of doom. I mean, what what do we get? Because you tease me with eleven pages. I need to know what am I when is when I get the rest of this story. But also, what what else is popping? In the world of the
1: thanks to amazing people like yourself who helped us hype it up. Drumsticks of Doom had my most successful campaign i've ever been part of in in, in march of this year um so issue one is is almost done dan's almost done with the art it will be released in july ish uh it's up for pre-order now through the link tree at our store Um, you can pre-order it now uh and and that means because of the awesome response we got dan can roll right into issue two uh he'll start creating that in june that should be out in august september ish you know how indie comics are we can't always be on the monthly schedule we want to be But that that means – Not yet. You know, Issue 1 was was formulated as a one-shot unless we reached a certain goal, and people just came. I mean, it's the most financially number of backers-wise. I mean, people were crazy for this book. I was just so excited. Like you're describing, people just see that art, and they're just like, love it dude and, it's uh, fire say- <laughs>
0: it's fire i'm totally excited about this because again as a metal fan and a horror fan and action fan comic fan and black and white fan you gotta understand you know i grew up you know reading savage sort of conan that didn't have an ounce of color other than the cover <laughs> so it's like you know i've always loved black and white that's why i was one of the first ones to pick up walking dead when i had my friends shitting on me oh a black and white zombie comic get out of here I'm so like, good. yo, this is so good. You have no idea. Kirkman's a beast. Black All right, and whatever. White. And then obviously once it blew up, they were like, Al, oh, you want to sell those? I'm like, too late, bro. Too, <laughs> too late. late. Too late.
1: There's bro. something about black and white art. It just, yeah, it really it is. is great. It and just, that's not to say maybe we'll I think do a it's color
0: I feel that it's very intimate between the writer and the artist when it's black and white. As you know, it's not It's not a whole team. It's two people.
1: Yeah, and I actually lettered the book, too, so it really is. That, that's band. what I'm I, saying. It's two, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's two people. It's two people. I mean, that
0: shit is crazy that, you know, you know these two people connect. like symbiosis, and shit, yeah. hey. you know, working <laughs> together to create an amazing product. But yeah. I just want to say thank you for stepping out of uh, that music world. But don't. I want you to keep rocking out. I need you to make your own soundtrack. <laughs> uh, but just thank you as a fan you know and to a creator for stepping out doing what you do celebrating creating comics you know and entertaining us bro it means a lot to me for you to create stuff that actually takes us outside of what's going on in the world you know i don't want to be hearing about war and politics every fucking day it's nice to pick up something like this to read and you just zone out and you're in some place else you know with a smile on your face you know, either smoking your blunt, drinking your beer, a shot of whiskey. If you don't do anything, just enjoying the sun as you read, um, and it's dope. Thank you for that. It means a lot.
1: Well, and you thank know, you, folks, you know, for being one of the people who champions. You know, people like us. We need we need people cheering us on and and, and, and telling us they enjoy the books and hyping them up. So we, I appreciate you taking your time to do so nah, much but, for the community. I'm glad we crossed paths. You know, again. Yeah, you know,
0: me too, bro. So <laughs> hopefully we could cross paths soon. Are you going to be doing any conventions
1: anytime soon? Well, I am not scheduled to do any conventions this summer. I am going to be an attendee at both uh, C2E2 and Heroes Con in Charlotte. Oh, okay. So I'll be walking around. Uh, but yeah. You better I, take I,
0: copies I, of that book and show these motherfuckers, like, yo, you better sign my ass. Yeah, sign, I, I, I'm
1: give hoping. Me, <laughs> I'm hoping. me a bigger
0: distribution. I'm hoping. Make me an imprint now of your. <laughs> all right, let's get it done. That's what you got to do. Let's wish it upon the world, folks. You're going to blow up. Don't you worry. All right? So, again, right there, check out all things part-time comics at Linktree. Slash, part-time, two T's, comics with an X, folks. All right? Yes. No S. All right? <laughs> then visit the website as well, part com Don't get jealous now. They got some dope stuff. You get everything, everything there. All right, so so pull out that wallet, you know, pull out that credit card, pull out that purse, ladies, dig into in, into your your dope little Gucci bag, whatever you got, all right, and get it done, and support this Kickstarter. That's not just him, but a, a plethora of amazing independent creators. You know, they're just trying to entertain the shit out of us with some good stuff, and I mean, amazing price points. Retailers get involved too. You need this on your shelves. I mean, homie here is definitely a future star. So my homie. Before we go, last piece of what is the greatest piece of advice you would give any type of creator trying to step into the game like you did.
1: Well, I think the the advice that I give most often and, and I think um maybe people don't want to hear it is um you know be realistic with your expectations. You know what? I, I'm happy with where I'm at. If meeting people like Al and, and talking on these shows is, is as high as I get in this, I, I'm happy with it. But if you only sit down every day and say, I only want to write Amazing Spider-Man, I only want to write Batman, you're probably not going to get there. I'm not telling you don't shoot for your dreams. Shoot for your dreams. But also just enjoy the fact that you're making comics, period. Because if you work hard enough in comics, this is one of the few industries where I can make you know, the amazing uh, depowered, and it'll be on the shelf next to the amazing Spider-Man. It, it might not have distribution in every shop across the world, but I'm going to be out there, and comics yeah. is, is special for that. So enjoy the journey. Don't always just think about. I have this one fixated goal in mind uh, as, as a writer or creator. Uh, do do your own comics, uh, and, and you'll 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 find you're a lot happier than anyway.
0: Whap! You heard that, folks? You know, work hard, get it done. You know, expectations, expectations. But you know, let's be real about things and just work hard to get to that position where those you know you're trying to be real actually becomes real. So let's get it done. All right john w you've been awesome folks you know what to do comic crusaders undercover capes all over the place dope shows every day almost we're almost turning into like a major station my god we we got so much content but i love it because again it's all in celebration of independent creators from across everything whether it's movies comics don't you worry i got some movie stuff coming up soon so it's going to be some good stuff and more comics goodness later on today so everybody thank you for tuning in much love, John. Thank you again for your time. I appreciate the hell out of it. Thank you. You keep rocking, thank kiddo, you. and I can't wait to read the rest of this story. Yeah. próxima, mi gente. Woo! Thank you for listening to the Karma Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCursators.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCaves.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today.